0: It's been a while since we talked restaurants here on the podcast. We'll talk about all the new places to eat in town coming up next. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Michael L. Jones. How are you doing? Eleanor Tolbert. And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we're going to talk about restaurants. we got a bunch of them, just kind of a roundup here uh, that we've written about lately. Uh, Michael, I think the latest thing you just wrote was about Green District, and it's got two restaurants coming in, right?
1: yeah they uh opened one in jeffersonville um last weekend and later this month uh they'll be opening um another location uh which uh, um i think in st matthews and Mm -hmm. um, they um are just growing like crazy i think that they have they plan by 20 uh 23 to have 30 uh locations. Right he's, now they have nine, I think, in uh Louisville, Indiana and Cincinnati.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, we had Jordan Depke uh on the show one time. He's he's with Green District. I can't remember his exact title, but uh he, t- he told us, we, we, you know, I, I I guess we believed him that uh, <laughs> the company would be growing a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, it is pretty uh, pretty on a good trajectory. So uh, let's see. Uh, Ellie, you got another sh- a story about another salad place coming into town. So where's that going?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of salad news going on. <laughs> yeah. about, uh, which is my enough. favorite kind of news. Yeah, uh,
0: everyone's really excited about salad. Yeah. Getting healthy in uh, the Ville here.
2: Yeah, yep. but um, there is a salad place called Vinaigrette Salad Kitchen, and they are based in Lexington. Um, and they are opening in the former Orange Leaf on Bardstown Road, and then also the Paddock Shops um, location there. Oh so, wow! Yeah.
0: So they got two going in as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing a salad wars. Yeah. Yeah, the the Bluegrass Salad Wars. We got Green District from Louisville and Vinaigrette from Lexington.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, Rob Rice, the chef I talked to from Green District, who he kind of designs their salads. He said, you know, they're moving out west in uh, Colorado and places like that, and so that makes total sense. A lot
0: more competition because there's a lot other salad based. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it makes sense. I mean, I joke. I try to. Trying to eat healthy. It's not. I'm, I do it because I have to, though. It's not like I look forward to eating. But some
1: of those salads, I ate at Green District for the first time, actually, a couple of weeks ago. And some of those salads can pack some calories.
2: So,
0: <laughs> oh, really, yeah, they, they fancy it up a little. Uh, yeah, and they had some, like, grain bowls and stuff that looked pretty good, too. So, it's
2: not I- Tried Green District salads before, and I think those are actually pretty good. But my favorite parts are the things like the croutons and the, like, not exactly. the actual, like, well, what's the new steak that, one they had? Hmm?
1: Oh, yeah, the um, steak and care of business that's uh,
0: <laughs> god, that's a that's good a name, new, you gotta go. <laughs> so you my put steak ahead. in it, it's not so
3: bad. <laughs> How does one become a salad
1: designer? Uh go to culinary school, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he went where did he
0: go, Cordon Bleu.
1: Yeah. He's, wow. He's like a real deal chef. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh so uh yeah, plenty, plenty of salads to check out. I joke, but you know, I do yeah. try and eat healthy. And if you're gonna try and eat healthy, you, you know, you want some some fun options. So uh let's talk about Harvey's cheese, Michael. Uh that's a place that's established already, but it's it's kind of getting a physical footprint now, right?
1: Yeah it's in logan's market and um it opened in 2019 there and they're moving to clifton where the uh marin the old ramen place used to be and they're gonna have like a bigger space like they're kind of like a food stall Mm -hmm. uh now and uh they're gonna have um a full kitchen and their owner uh, Brent Mills is actually a chef. So <laughs> maybe yeah. they will have like a, a more cafe type setting and at their Logan street location, they're going to be doing some uh, more grab and go food things items. And I'm pretty familiar with this place. Cause I actually shop there.
0: So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you got the tip for it?
1: Um, no, actually, it's funny. Shay uh, told me about it. No, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I went, I was there, and I I just talked to uh, the manager there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good to see something moving into that old that space on Frankfort Avenue. It Used to be Mirren. Um Speaking of Frankfort Avenue, that this isn't on the script, but we had another Frankfort Avenue story. Uh, Morning Fork is moving from its current location into this the location of oh wait no i said it wrong fork and barrel is moving into morning forks location so uh they had previously had two locations on frankfurt so So um,
3: action there hmm. yeah (laughs) are they they gonna keep the same name yeah they're keeping both names they're just gonna gonna be under the same
0: roof rather than be under two roofs so yeah
1: day kitchen and everyday kitchen cafe
0: Yeah, yeah yeah it gets a little confusing doesn't it um maybe they could come up with like a joint name like morning fork and barrel
2: i'm gonna say that they both have fork like it seems like an easy, <laughs>
0: yeah, easy. yeah
2: yeah
0: um let's see here so uh over on who's it barrett avenue michael that's the uh diamond pub a uh, former diamond pub they're getting something new right
1: yeah, uh, R- Rail Yards, uh, Billard, uh is moving in, and it's going to be a, a real deal pool hall. They're yeah. going to have like 30 tables, and uh, I think uh, Diamond had 16, but they were only seven-foot tables, is mm-hmm. what amateurs use, because... You know, uh, bars want to stuff in as many tables as they can.
3: I had no idea. It's
1: going to have nine-foot tables is what they use for professional tournaments also. So they're hoping to, um, you know, uh, put Louisville back into the center of the pool world. Because Mm. one of the biggest um, uh, pool competitions in the country is the Derby uh, Classic. And it's played in Indiana, because there's no pool halls here anymore.
0: <laughs> they're Blash big enough the- to
1: handle it.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, they play it over at Caesars.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, I guess in your story, you, you mentioned that Bank Shop Billiards used to be this like yeah. uh, place to play pool. And then uh, uh, Diamonds was as well, although it was smaller. But uh, it's not really a restaurant, but I'm, I'm assuming they'll have some kind of... Well,
1: they're going to have food there, because you know uh the cal ferguson the owner uh i talked to um he said you can't really make money off off a pool yeah uh, (laughs) they're gonna have like a full service restaurant and bar in fact they're gonna have three bars like two inside and one outside on the patio
0: yeah so that's a huge space that they have. and
1: they're gonna have other games you could play you know if you don't want to play pool
0: Yeah, but they have cornhole and darts and Uh, stuff.
1: Darts, yeah, the regular bar games. Mm, Deep-fried cue balls.
0: Um, (laughs) That's what they should call their burger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or if they had, like, some hush puppies or something. (laughs) There you go. Um, Let me think. Um, So this isn't another... This is kind of another ancillary restaurant type thing, but uh, what opens this weekend... Uh, if you're listening to the weekend, this comes out April eighth. Uh, watch Hill proper, um, and Michael, I know you had written a bit about uh, the chef there a few weeks ago. He came yep. over what from Brown. Bistro? Yeah, uh,
1: uh, it, Bistro eighteen sixty. Yeah, and actually, my <laughs> wife and I have gone there. They had the soft opening last week, and oh yeah, uh,
2: we well, went there and that's
1: uh, amazing. Yeah, it, it, it it's beautiful. It's um just uh, they had uh, 120 uh, different uh bottles um there and um all the food was incredible it was just appetizers but they had these um uh lobster hush puppies that were
0: really Yeah great. that sounded yeah.
1: good. <laughs> and I get to talk to Michael uh, a little bit there.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that place looks cool. Uh, and if you're a bourbon fan, you, you don't have to be a member in order to go. Uh, but uh, there, there is some uh, benefits you get off membership. Um, yeah, it
1: was for like a week. I was just writing about Norton Commons getting a new. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was during Norton <laughs> Commons week where we just had seemed to have a story about Norton Commons every day. <laughs> um, let me tell at. you about this. Uh, what's that, Jason? That's where it's at, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot <laughs> going on out there. <laughs> um let me tell you about this other story uh laurel wrote this one but she was unavailable today so i'll just uh talk about it it's the uh it's called common house uh that's over in um in jeffersonville it's a new german uh beer and food hall uh and it's kind of got a communal kind of vibe like uh like a lot of german restaurants do um and uh it, it's going into the former location of um, What's that restaurant there? Uh, Goodwood had a, uh, a brewery oh, there yeah. for a hot minute. And then before that, it was a burger joint. Big Four Burgers was Big there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's moving in there. Big, huge space. It's got like uh, uh, three stories. So uh, wish them luck there. I know that there's been so many things. What's that, Mike?
1: It's from the owner of uh, Pints
0: and Union. Oh, true, yeah, yeah, and uh, if you're a fan of Pints and, and Union in New Albany, that's it's the same person that's doing that. So, yeah, um,
3: it has uh, much better luck than the past tenants. They were all short
0: lived, but uh, the Pints and Union is awesome. So I think, I think you can say that I'll a lot not. about a lot of restaurant spaces. You know, <laughs> yeah, that they yeah. kind of get tenants in and out, but. Yeah, I mean, he's done Pines and Union for, uh, I don't know how long that's been around, but it's been around for several years. So hopefully you can have the same success over there with uh, Mm -hmm. this new place. Um, And then also in Jeffersonville, Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe, that's a chain restaurant that opened that over at uh, Jeffersonville. um, What is that place called? The Jeffersonville Town Center. Um, or it's getting ready to open. It's Jeffersonville Town Center. Same place as, uh, Green District, I think. So, uh, like like Tzatziki's. I've actually never tried it. I have I not. Tried it ah, wait a minute. Have I tried it? There's another. It's, a, it's a in Middletown thing. and St. Matthew's. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, tried it. It's good. Yeah. It's a chain, um, and it's a local franchise that, uh, the same couple that runs the Middletown St. Matthew's ones opened this one in Jeff. So, so there you go. A few places to eat. Even got a chain restaurant and a pool hall and a, a cheese shop on there this time. So uh bring a so, lot of food. <laughs> yeah, they, look, as like, always. Anytime there's food, we could sit here and talk about it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so glad to uh, glad to, to do another restaurant update. um I'll switch gears here. We'll talk a little retail. Um Ellie, can you give us an update on Morse Point? You wrote about that last week, but we weren't able to get it on last week's show. But uh, that's kind of really coming along there in St. Matthews, right?
2: Yeah, um, I think they only have one space left to lease out, um, I think. Let me double check that.
0: Yeah, thank (laughs) you, Don. Green District's
1: going in there.
2: (laughs) Green District's
0: going
1: in there? (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah that's one of them um their <laughs> list of tenants is growing they're like um i think quills and green district are going in there and then they also have drakes and mojito um, yeah. and now they have wasteology which is a um
0: it's like an environmental company yeah right? they do, yeah um,
2: they uh they, like they have they, recycling programs and waste yeah. programs and things like that so um so yeah it's more of an
0: office user though so that's <laughs> yeah they're like using office space there and then they're, they're uh moving over from another location in saint matthews mm. so that's kind of filling in uh that was formerly a uh the burdorf's uh interiors space and then before that um uh bacon's bacon was there yeah. um i can't uh, I, I remember hearing that name i can't remember if I ever shopped there or anything oh I did I did I'm, I'll, I'll reveal my age yeah I, was there. <laughs> I remember it being a place and I probably got drugged there by my mom to go buy some <laughs> church clothes or something it's your school clothes <laughs>
3: <laughs> that in the uh the fair store in downtown new albany that's Oof. that's that's where I did my shopping as a kid it's no longer the way back in the day
0: I grew up in Barstown we had a store called the Louisville store and it had like dress pants and (laughs) And I was like like thinking back on it now I'm like is it like cosmopolitan to be like the Louisville store or whatever. But Maybe they just tried to make it like Thank something you. you'd find in Louisville. I don't know. What was. I was like, kid, yeah, I don't know what the deal was at the time. But um, I actually got
3: Daryl Griffith's autograph at the fair store. I, I, I had this little orange basketball, and I had it forever. I put a little piece of scotch tape over it to try to preserve it. It's one of those things you just remember as a kid. Yeah, that's awesome. Dr. Duncan you, it's not. Do, you, do you still have that? You know, I think I do somewhere. It might be in my parents' house somewhere, but I'm pretty sure that's it's cool. somewhere, yeah
0: yeah it might be worth something all right uh and then another retail story here Ellie worked on uh what's the ruling with South point Commons? So this was a long spanning uh, uh court case, but uh, I guess South point Commons, I guess to start it's down in uh it's Fern Creek, right
2: yeah, this one was kind of a like a saga, but um South Point Commons is a development in um Fern Creek by bardstown capital Corp um and I think it was first proposed in 2008 and um, it's just been plagued by so many different lawsuits and zoning changes and things like that. But um, in 2010, they were approved of a um, zoning change and then a group of homeowners um, tried to appeal that zoning change saying that they weren't uh, notified in a adequate amount of time. Um, and they've, were not they lost the appeal but the developer um sued them saying that the reason that they appealed the zoning change wasn't actually because they were concerned about the zoning change but because they were trying to raise the amount of money that the developer would buy their homes for um because he had offered to buy their homes and they declined and then he said that they were trying to just increase that Get value. Money, yeah yeah um and so then it was this long drawn out process of um i think in the first uh like ruling from the trial court was that in in favor of the homeowners but then uh the court of appeals said that it was still in favor of the uh homeowners but they imp- uh, applied this doctrine called nor pennington which basically says that you know citizens are allowed to contest the government for grievances but um but they need to make sure that these grievances are legitimate and because of that they overruled the trial court but then the supreme court ruled back in favor of the homeowners um so kind of a flip flop situation <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
0: quite a saga
2: I, I was like how do i explain this without going too <laughs> well long story but <laughs>
0: i think that the, the moral of the story was that um a, a developer was sued by homeowners and he tried to sue him back uh and the supreme court Side it with the homeowners and say, you can't, you can't stop somebody or you can't right. punish somebody can't for suing somebody. you. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: So that was that basically was... The, the, I think this was the first time in Kentucky that they had used the Nora Pennington doctrine. And so mm-hmm. um, just kind of a lot of the the attorneys of the homeowners and the their attorneys said that um, it was a win for the First Amendment because it let people kind of, you know.
0: Right. Challenge.
2: Yeah. Like, challenge
0: the, <laughs> yeah. the development and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's typical something we talk about a lot is this kind of push and pull between residents and developers. And every time a developer pro- proposes something, it's traffic and uh, what's the other one? Flooding. Not that those aren't, you know, legitimate issues, but anytime somebody proposes something, that's the first thing. Traffic, noise, flooding. You know, what's it going to do to the neighborhood? And this was a lawsuit that escalated from, you know, this proposed retail development and uh, and then turned into uh, kind of a, yeah, like a what, 12 year,
2: yeah, <laughs> 12 and year it, long.
0: Uh, you would <laughs> think,
2: I mean, it, it is kind of like it's. To think that this was first proposed in 2008, but I mean, it is like this year, land a major client like High V said that they were going into South Point Commons, so it's still like trucking ahead.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah.
2: Um, has taken a really long time. Yeah, <laughs> so.
0: the fact that they got High V, I'm sure someone's <laughs> complaining. What about the traffic, High V's? Yeah. That bring? yeah. So, uh, all right, and then uh, just to wrap this up, uh, Jason, you had some Bluegrass Outlets news this week. What's going on with Bluegrass Outlets? Yeah,
3: Rally House, which is a sports-centered apparel company, opened actually as we record this today, April eighth. So they offer all kinds of uh, licensed college, NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA apparel, games, and all that good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So they yeah. Oh, I was gonna say uh, American Eagle also did
3: something. Oh yeah, on- the Airy. I think. How do you pronounce it? L- Airy eight. A- 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 yeah, I say L- I say L- L- cause you're <laughs> you the young one on here. I'm sorry, I don't
2: <laughs> I'm <just kidding>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they did a big expansion.
2: Yeah, but
3: another new store that opened actually in February. Uh, Eleanor wrote about was the uh, RH Outlet. That's a luxury lifestyle brand. That's kind of a big deal. That's a, uh, I think that's the offshoot of uh, Restoration Hardware. They kind of read somebody bought out Restoration
0: Hardware and evolved it into this new company. All right, well, uh, yeah, so lots of retail stuff going on as well, um, and then finally, I just want to wrap up the show. Talk about that Bourbon and Beyond lineup that came out this week. <laughs> talk Man, about this. I have not seen a better lineup for my age bracket <laughs> ever. Like, it is pretty amazing. All the nostalgia bands.
1: <laughs> I know they. It's like they just sat down and like anybody they could think of, like. You know,
0: it's huge, it's four days And got everybody under the sun Just to name a few Alanis Morissette uh, Pearl Jam Jason Isbell Houndmouth a, a, a band of much debate in our newsroom Because I love Houndmouth But not everybody does uh, Jason loves it too and yeah. Michael. Michael, are you a Houndmouth fan? <laughs> yes,
1: I am the first person to write about Houndmouth
0: Oh, that's right Is that's that right? right?
1: I wrote about him for the Highlander uh, years funny. ago, before their first album came out.
0: <laughs> um, so I have a funny Hellmouth story. I had this like music blog like ten years ago or something, and I was writing about shows that I was going to, uh, and we were using it as part of the and Tribune. And someone from Hellmouth contacted me. Is like, hey, you should write about our band. We just we're getting ready to launch this thing, and like I tried to work it out, but I didn't try very hard. And then the next thing I knew, Houndmouth was huge, and I was, like, kicking myself for, like, not lining up that interview. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll interview you whenever, and, you know, and just didn't really follow up on it good enough. And then all of a sudden, Houndmouth was huge, and I was like, good for them. They don't need me. You could be writing for real. Yeah, they were working with
1: Kevin Ratterman, and he was a friend of mine, and I needed the story. And he said, no, you should write about these guys.
0: Yeah. They got, they were, uh, they were huge, especially over in uh, Southern Indiana. I think everyone loves Houndmouth, so yeah. um, definitely the the best Southern Indiana band I can think of. So, either love them or hate them. It sounds like it sounds like because Shay not a fan, neither's Laurel. <laughs> and, uh,
2: I'm the type of person where I'm like, yeah, Sedona. <laughs> <the other
0: song. laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like that too okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. I go
0: to music festivals And I'm that guy that knows the one song <laughs> I, I didn't used to be I used to be like real music <laughs> stuff You're But around. now I'm just like I'm like, oh yeah, they got that one song I'll just <laughs>
1: Yeah, Ooh, neck comes so on. many bands I would like to see at Bourbon and Beyond, but I'm like, can I handle an all day <laughs> that's that's right right there. at the fairgrounds, or, no less. Like I'm checking out the VIP tickets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, how much <laughs> is that gonna run? if there's air conditioning? You're
1: right.
0: <laughs> and um, yeah, when is it? It's gonna be in August, right? So that's really hot. <laughs> So it's I put
3: new forecastle,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so for, yeah, forecastle moved to May and it's a lot cooler, but um, or a lot cooler time of year, but uh, yeah, I just don't know if I've if I got it in me for a four day like uh concert at the fairgrounds, but uh, that's just me being grumpy.
1: I would do Thursday with Jack White,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, Jack White. I saw him, uh, well, I guess it was Jack White. I don't know if it was him or the White Stripes, but uh, played at Forecastle maybe 2015 or 2016, something like that. And it was a really great show.
1: Um, saw, uh, the White Stripes at Headliners. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. But that was cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've listened to a few white stripes like live albums and they sounded terrible. Were they better in person? Or... Oh,
1: we I love the show. Oh, yeah. It was They're awesome. like right before white blood cells came out.
0: Oh so, really? Wow, they,
1: they were still kind of like an indie rock band.
0: Yeah. That's some yeah. deep hipster cred you got there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I saw them up in Indianapolis.
3: I came so
1: from time. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: you saw them in indianapolis yeah it was like michael man they were awesome they put out a lot of sound for just a couple yeah. of years.
0: i'm pretty sure it must have been jack white that i saw because i don't think white stripes were still touring in 2015 it was probably just him solo so
3: might have been uh racking tours
0: yeah man i would have remembered that but uh, i think it was just him on his own maybe he had a guester two up there but anyway uh that's enough of that uh got into all our favorite topics today restaurants retail and music uh but uh that's that's what i do when i can pull a show together like <laughs> like minutes before it happened because everybody's got ten thousand things to do today so i wasn't able to plan it quite as well um oh, but nobody should go. nobody would ever know yeah and yeah i shouldn't have said anything but uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we go, we'll uh, go around the room here. You guys can share your social media handles. Uh, Jason, I'll start with you on this.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name,
1: Jason Thomas. Okay, I'm on Twitter at uh, BF Lou Michael and I'm on Facebook under my name and on Instagram as Blueshound2000.
2: I'm on Twitter at BF Lou Eleanor and on LinkedIn under my name Eleanor Tolbert.
0: All right. You can find me on uh, Twitter at, under the name dman3001 or on LinkedIn under my real name David A. Man. If you like this podcast you can find it on popular popular services like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify and uh, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you very much Michael, Ellie, and Jason Thank you guys for listening to us at home and we'll see you next time Bye See you all